book, um, amazing book. Y'all got me sweating before I before I preach. Eh? Amen. Amen. Esther chapter four, and uh, I want to look at uh, verse fourteen. We're going to look at one verse today. We're going to cover the, the the book itself, but we're just going to look at verse fourteen. If you'd stand for the reading of God's word, and hope everyone has had a good time so far. If you can stand, Amen. Uh, amen. Esther chapter four. Very interesting. Interesting word here. Uh, I got it. Esther chapter 4 verse 14. And it reads. For if you remain silent. At this time. Relief and deliverance. Will arise for the Jews from another place. And you and your father's house will perish. And who knows. Amen. And who knows whether you have attained royalty for such a time as this. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, it's your time. Amen. I want to talk about positioned for a greater purpose. It's your time. Turn to the neighbor behind you. Being that we got some folks today. Uh, neighbor, it's your time. Give God a hand clap praise. Hallelujah. It's your time. Amen. Amen. Many of us may struggle with finding our true purpose. Maybe life has not turned out uh, yet. The way that you want it to turn out. Maybe you've given up on that dream. That vision. uh, That destiny that you thought was for you. I encourage you today that. It's not over until God says it's over. Um, This is not just a cliche. But who knows, perhaps today is your day. Come on, somebody. Perhaps God has positioned you where you are right now. Maybe you don't like what's going on. Come on. Maybe you, your preference, <laughs> amen, is totally different than God's preference. But you understand that there is a greater purpose for your life. Amen. I say to you, take me down, that this is the time for you to rise from the ashes of despair. Come on. And live out your destiny. Because, tell your neighbor, neighbor, God doesn't make mistakes. Nothing about your life is a mistake. And as a kingdom woman or kingdom man, I want to tell you something. God doesn't make mistakes. Do you hear me? I just read it in Malachi chapter 3. I just read it. I said God does not change. 
And if God doesn't change, that means he doesn't, he's incapable of making mistakes. Amen. I don't know what God you're serving, but, but I want to say this today to the, to the women on this day, for, for this empowerment day, we want you to know as a kingdom woman and a kingdom man that you represent something bigger. Bigger than success. Bigger than status. Bigger than secular accomplishments. When you walk out in this world, you are representing the kingdom of God. Amen. The moment you give your life to Christ, you have a new identity. You have a new purpose. You have a new focus. Amen. And maybe things are not, has not been going the way it's, you want it to go because maybe you don't have a kingdom purpose. Or maybe you don't have a kingdom focus. Do I have anybody? And I want to say to somebody here today that it's your time. I want to say to somebody here that you've been positioned for a greater purpose. It may not make sense right now. It may not look the way that you wanted to look right now. But I want to tell somebody here today, no matter what it is, you got to remind yourself that he who began a good work in you will in no wise finish it. That the God we serve, hallelujah to his holy name, He is mighty and he does not slumber, nor does he sleep. Do I have anybody? And I want to tell you in this book of Esther. I started reading through this book as a devotion. Going through the whole Bible right now. I'm reading one chapter a day. Came up to the book of Esther and it blew me away. It blew me away because I'm like, wow. Positioned in a place... Watch this. This this, this book, her name is Esther. Amen, right? The book is named after her. All right? She was of the Benjamin tribe. Right? Uh, Her her Hebrew name was Hadassah, which, which means in the Hebrew myrtle. But when she went into the Persian Empire, they changed her name. How many of you know they can change your name, but they can't change your character? Come on, somebody. They may change your name, but they can't change your identity. The world wants you to forget that you're a kingdom woman. The world wants you to forget that you're a kingdom man. The world wants you to respond just like them. But tell your neighbor, it's my time. Hallelujah to his holy name. Her name, Esther. Amen. Her name means star. (laughs) Ain't that something? Amen. But star, but her name also means deliverer. It's interesting that a pagan renamed her and renamed her according to what God had created her to do. You can change her name. Come on, somebody. But you can't change her destiny. Come on, somebody. The devil may have tried to change your name. You've been called everything in the book. But tell your neighbor, that didn't faze me. Tell your neighbor, I made it, I made it through that. Amen. You thought I was down and out, but guess what? I made it. Come on, somebody. God, hey, 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 hey. Amen. You know how words can cut you. You know when folk call you out your name, but, but here's the thing. You go to work every day and they don't show you no respect. They don't put no respect on your name. Y'all don't think, yeah, yeah, uh uh-huh, I watch Birdman, amen. You understand what I'm talking about? 
Amen. But, but here's the thing about God. Amen. He knows what he has for you. And, and you got to believe that it's your time. How do you know it's your time? Good question. You know, Esther was a female hero. The Jews had become subject to the Persian Empire. Cyrus the Great had, uh, had, had come into power. He had allowed the Jews to go back home. And then the Medes and the Persians came in power to conquer Babylon. In other words, amen, the preparation, amen, and the candidacy for the queen, amen, took one year. Esther, who didn't know what her destiny was. Esther was a little girl, and I'll, I'll get into that in a minute. I'm jumping ahead of myself. Amen. Let, let me just give you a few things about the background, okay? Number one, you got to understand this. Nowhere in the book of Esther, God's name is mentioned. Nowhere. There's no reference to God. But we see God working behind the scenes. We see God orchestrating. It's kind of like today. You don't even know if God is talking. Come on, somebody. You don't hear nothing. Oh, y'all ain't trying to hear me. Amen. You don't feel nothing. You pray and you, you ask, you pray and you believe, but yet you don't see nothing. But can I tell you something? Quit looking and just trust. Quit, quit giving up so easily because you never know how God is going to answer that prayer. See, the problem with us, we pray real quick and then we want to see the answer right now. But, but here's the thing, you got to keep praying because maybe God is orchestrating things. Not maybe, he is orchestrating things. He's putting people in your path. He's, he's moving things. He's shifting things. He's reorganizing things to get you and I to where he wants us to be. Amen. Amen. Nowhere in the book. But we see God lurking in the background. We see God positioning things. You know what the key feature of this book is? Chance and circumstances are fully in God's control. <laughs> chance and circum chance and circumstance is under God's control. And 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 so let, let me let me look at it. Let's go to verse fourteen. I, I'm kind of doing the background in the book. Verse fourteen says, and you're going to ask why she says, "For if you remain silent, see this at this time." So how do you know it's your time? So you don't want to miss your time. But the first thing I see, Amen. If you put it up there. Is her preparation. Here's, here's Esther's preparation. As a young girl. Her mom and daddy dies. Her cousin. Takes responsibility for her life. Raising her. Amen. Bringing her up in a. Uh, in a home. Amen. Listen. In, in Esther 2.7 it says. He was bringing up Hadassah. That is Esther, her uncle's daughter. So, for she had no, she had no father. Come on, somebody, and no mother. You, 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 you were. You, hey, life hits you. 
You, you grew up in situations, all of us, you women, you men, you grew up in situations that were not perfect, but amen, but you made it. Come on, somebody. Listen, let, let me say this. Your preparation doesn't stop, but your past tells a story of where God is about to take you. And I believe that if you zero in on what God is doing or what God has done and what He's brought you through, come on, help me somebody, then you'll understand that it is your time. Come on and say amen. Amen. The Bible says not only was she without father and mother, but now the young lady was beautiful of form and face. Amen. I'm going to leave that alone. I ain't going to go there so well. Amen. She was beautiful. Amen. In form. Come on, Benny. And face, Judy. Amen. Look what he said. And, and when her father and her mother died. That's the inside joke. Mordecai took her as her own daughter. Can you imagine losing your mama and daddy at a young age? And then you lose your mother and father at a young age. And then you're growing up in captivity. And the only thing you got working for you. Is your beauty and your form. I wish I had somebody. See, the thing about Esther, <laughs> she didn't put a lot of value into that. Amen. Because the proverb 31 says that, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, charm is deceitful. Beauty is vain. But the woman who loves God, who honors God, who respects God, shall be praised. She didn't put a lot of stock into her beauty and form. Amen. Because she understood that there was a greater purpose to life than just living on the outside. Just looking good and just, oh yeah. Now ain't nothing wrong with looking good now, ladies. I'm not saying that's, that, that you're supposed to do that. Amen. But that was not her key focus in life. Amen. A lot of us spend time. Preparing on the outside, ladies. But you're not preparing on the inside. In other words, what I'm saying is your character is a little jacked up. Amen. You got a little worldliness in you. You look good on Sunday, but you cuss on Monday. Come on, somebody. Amen. Your husband drive by the house because he don't want to come home and hear your mouth. I'm just trying to tell you something that, yeah, you can look good. You can get the surgery. I mean, I'm sorry. You could put on all that kind of stuff. And let me tell you something. But on the inside, tell your neighbor preparation. Amen. Tell your neighbor preparation. Tell your neighbor she was preparing for the palace. You don't know what God is preparing you for. But God is preparing you, I believe, as a kingdom woman so that you can do something greater than you could even imagine. Do I have anybody? Amen. Listen, listen. The question is, can you handle the palace? Can you handle the power? Can you handle the position without losing your identity? You see, her preparation was part of God's plan. Watch this. Because he knew who she was. And oftentimes, James says, James said, First Peter chapter 3 says, let it not just be your outward adornment, 
But let it be the, oh, y'all don't want to get with me today. Amen. Let it be the hidden person of the heart, which is precious in the sight of God. And so, ladies, I want to tell you something, amen, that in your, if it's your time, you got to spend time in preparation. Stop living in your past and saying, woe is me. Listen, she lost her mama and her daddy. Amen. Had to move in with her cousin. Amen. And he raised her up in captivity. Watch this. For such a time as this. You don't know why God has been preserving you. You don't know what, why God has been protecting you. You don't know why God is keeping you away from the spotlight. Because he understands that there's some things that you can't handle right now. But I thank God today. That every one of you in this room today. In this church this morning. That you have a divine purpose. You have a calling from God. And especially a kingdom calling. That God is calling you to a greater purpose. I don't know about you today. Amen. But I've had some pain in my life. I've had some rough days. I've had some days where I was perplexed. I didn't know what to do. I didn't understand why I had to live in a group home half my life. I didn't understand why I was abandoned at 13. But I thank God this morning. Hallelujah. That God was preparing me for a time like this. Tell your neighbor, you got to get over the bitterness. You got to get over the divorce. You got to get over the past if you're going to move forward to your purpose. I understand what's going on, but, but when I look at this woman, she didn't allow her pain to destroy her beauty on the inside. See, Esther, I believe, was a beautiful woman on the inside. When you read the narrative, when you read it, read it very carefully, you'll find out that she, listen, let, 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 me, let me show you something. Let, let me go on, let me go on. He says, for if you remain silent at this time, all right, look what he said, look what she said. This is Esther chapter 4, verse 14. She says, the, the Bible says, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews, for what? From what? Another place. Uh, you don't want to miss your time. But here's something that you want to pay attention to. You ready for this? We see her preparation. Okay? But watch this. I'm going to tell you how they ended up here in a minute. The next point, real quick. See, you got to read your Bible to understand that. Vishti, amen, was queen before Esther. But you know what happened to Vishti? She got intoxicated with power. The king called her and said, come on in here. She's like, I ain't going. You know, she had an attitude. She had an attitude. Uh-oh, I was going to go there, but I ain't going to go there. She had a little attitude. Can I tell you something? You got to pay attention to your predecessors. I'm talking about the people who was before you. See, the position that you're in right now, somebody else had it. Amen. Uh-uh. You ain't the first person he married? Uh-oh, 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 uh-oh. You better pay attention. You better look at the history. Find out what happened. Amen. You better find out what happened. 
Because I want to tell you something. <laughs> Amen. The past tells a story about the present. But you can learn something from your predecessors. You can learn what to do and you can learn what not to do. When the king called Vishti, she said, come on in here, girl. She's like, I ain't going. Tell him I ain't going. And, and, and guess what? When she came in the palace, she was nothing. Oh, Lord. He gave her everything. Oh, Lord, have mercy. He, he gave her everything. See, if you're not a godly woman or a kingdom woman, it's hard to handle success. Because, because let me tell you something. You can get intoxicated with the world. And the world and power and status and good living can cause you to lose your man. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Let me see what it is. I knew y'all weren't going to feel me on that. Bible says, <laughs> keep walking around with an attitude and see what happens. Keep telling him no. Keep, 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 keep it up. Pay attention. Amen. Y'all in China. See, this is the kind of stuff that we don't want to talk about, but it's real. If you, I can't go back to Vishti's uh, attitude problem, but let me just say this. Whatever, wherever God is taking you, you always got to remember this. Someone had that job before you. And if you don't stay humble and grateful... You'll end up like them. You're like, well, I don't want them anyway. Okay. All right. You handle your biz. Amen. But I want to tell you something. Pay attention to your predecessors. Pay attention to your predecessors at work. That position that you have right now that you think that you're unmovable. Ain't damn, never fire me. I've been there 52,000 years. Y'all ain't y'all not y'all not feeling me today? Y'all with me? Guess what? Keep going to work with an attitude. Keep getting keep 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 it up. Keep it up. Keep pay attention. They will replace you. And that's what happened to Queen Vishti, man. Listen. But here's the thing, right? Esther wasn't looking for all that. See what I'm saying? But but here's the thing. It's your time, but you can never forget who put you there. Tell your neighbor who put you there. God put you there. It's important that you stay close to God. Watch this. When you arrive. I, I'm going to say it one more time. It's your time. It's your time. But when you arrive, I, I believe God's going to raise some people up in here. I believe God is going to raise some men and women up in this church. And I'm talking about he going to do something. Listen, he going to bless your socks off. But when you get there, don't forget who put you there. Look, 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 look. He reminded her, listen, boo, if you don't do it, deliverance is going to come from somewhere else. You want to be the one. But he says, baby girl, just keep a level head. Oh, come on, help me somebody. When we start getting stuff. When we start getting bigger TVs, when we put a swimming pool in the back, come on, help me somebody. When we move from a, 
Yeah, from a studio. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. To a camp. <laughs> well, you got to take a golf cart to get to the next building. I don't think you hear what I'm saying to you. I'm trying to talk to someone. I'm not selling you a dream. I'm trying to say something to you that this is your time. Perhaps today it's your time. But you got to look and pay attention and ask yourself, how did I get there? It was nobody but God. Can I tell you something? The reason why it's your time, because God has seen your pain. Come on, somebody. God understands your troubles. He understands how long you've been suffering. And it's your time. But when you get there, look at your predecessors. Ask yourself a question. Who slept in this bed before? I know you're going to get some new stuff. I get it. I understand. But let's... All right. I'm meddling today. I don't want to sleep in no bed. Who slept in this bed before me? I want my own pots to cook in. Listen, listen, listen. This is some stuff that can happen. People don't understand that. And, and, and let, 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 me, let me go on. Let me, let me just go on. Look what she said. She said, maybe it will come from, a, you don't want it to come from another place. Tell your neighbor, I want deliverance to come through me. I want to be the one to lift my husband up. Come on, somebody. I don't want no other woman lifting my man up. But if you don't pay attention to your attitude, Yeah. Amen. You want to know why you work so much overtime? Want to know why he always outside fixing something? He don't never want to come in the house. Because he know the moment he says something, it's going to be something. Because all of a sudden you forgot where you came from. But I had my own stuff. You didn't have nothing. I'm sweating. (laughs) For real. Pay attention to your predecessors. Man, if you read chapter one and chapter two about Vista Vista got the big head, man, I ain't going. Make me go. Forget it. Matter of fact, I'm going to have my own party. That's what she did. She's like, listen, you don't want, I ain't going, I'm going to have my own party. That's what she did. She went on and had her own party. Ain't, ain't that something? We're supposed to be partying together, boo. You talking about I'm going to do my own thing. That sounds like a. Amen. That sounds like a person. I ain't going to call no names. Look what he says. See, but you got to understand something. Let me help you with something, okay? It's your time. But here's what happens to a lot of what the, what the prosperity preachers are teaching, are teaching. They're telling you it's your time, but they ain't telling you when your time comes, 
you got to prepare for problems. So not only do I see her predecessor, but the third thing I see is her problems. Tell your neighbor, we're going to have some problems. And I ain't talking about attitude problems. I'm talking about hater problems. There's some women that want your spot. Hey, to the men, men, men. Now, you ain't going to fight now. You remember, you're a kingdom woman. <laughs> and you ain't signed up with Don King either. So, I'm just saying. <laughs> you're a kingdom. Tell your name, I'm a kingdom woman. Except for the men. Don't tell the men. Don't you say nothing now. <laughs> we got a problem. <laughs> Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. I got five minutes. Watch this. Watch what he said. And, and look what he said. Verse 14. I'm still there. He says, and, 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 and look, here's a problem. And you and your what? Your father's house will what? You know what the problem was? Let me tell you what the problem was. Every Jew, according to the decree, first of all, there was a brother named Haman. Okay. He hated Mordecai. So much, right? Because Mordecai wouldn't bow to him because he was important. Mordecai being a Jew, he being a Persian. So, so what he did, every day he would walk by and everybody would bow to him. But the Jew understand that we bow to one person. And that's God. He said, I ain't bowing to you. Get that. I ain't, shoot, I ain't bowing to you. Right? Mordecai said, I ain't doing it. And, and Haman was burning with anger. He was burning with anger, y'all. Watch this. So he went to the king and told the king, hey, here's a problem. Uh, he ain't bowing to you and he ain't bowing to me. Can I kill him? King's like, yeah, go ahead, kill him. Kill all the Jews. In other words, that was a, it was a search and destroy. It was a mass killing. Amen. That they were getting ready to do. In other words, a decree went out to say, watch this. Now, remember this, when the king of Persia wrote the decree and put his seal on it, it's irreversible. Okay? Watch this. Her problem was they were going to kill all of them. See, just because your position doesn't mean you're not going to have problems. But maybe your position as the solution to the problem. Lord, have mercy. You can't get wrapped up in your attitude. You can't get wrapped up in the me, me, me. But God may have put you in the midst of this problem. Oh, I wish I had somebody. To be the problem fixer. Amen. Listen, here's another problem. The king had not summoned her in 30 days. You know what that means? King was mad at her for some reason. And so that's what the problem is. She has several problems going out and she's running out of time. But I thank God, hallelujah to his holy name. The way she faced the problem, hallelujah. The Bible says that she assembled the people. Or she asked Mordecai to assemble the people. And Esther's, watch this, resolve to her problem was fasting and prayer. I want to help some woman in here. You've been fighting. And you've been tripping 
and you've been looking at all kinds of other things to fix your problem, you got to get spiritual, boo. If you are a kingdom woman, then you got to use kingdom, amen, tools in order to fight a kingdom war. Do I have anybody? When you face trouble in the kingdom as a kingdom woman or a kingdom man, you got to turn to God in prayer. Not only do you pray, but you fast and pray. Because there are some things, hallelujah, that you just can't get rid of. There's some people, hallelujah, that you just can't get rid of. There's some places that you just can't stop going. I wish I had somebody. But you got to get on your knees and you got to lift your hands to your father. See, a kingdom woman knows that life without problems is not life. But I thank God that Mordecai told her, baby girl, God may have put you there for this time. Do I have anybody? The question is, how do you face the problems in your life? Can I ask you a question? Do you uh, cave in? Do you cuss? And do you carry on? But I want to tell somebody here this morning that the only way to make it through your trials, the only way to make it through your storms, you got to believe that the God that saved you is the God that's going to use you. And maybe, just maybe, in the midst of that problem, you can find your purpose. Because the rest of the text says, and who knows whether you have not attained royalty. I'm trying to help somebody. See, if you don't know your identity, how can you know your royalty? Uh, If you don't know your identity, how can you know that you're royalty? Because Bible says that he says to Esther, you have gotten this position for such a time as this. Who knows God knows. Do I have anybody? I'm saying again, who knows? God knows. You're wondering why it's so hard right now. But have you stopped for a moment and looked through the problem and see your purpose? Because in the problem, you'll find out that there's a greater purpose. God is raising up some women in this church. God is raising up some men in this church. God is raising up some children in this generation that's going to honor and praise his holy name. Do I have anybody? In order for you to achieve royalty, you got to make sure that you're doing it for his glory. Do I have anybody? God's not going to put more on you than you can handle. But God is not going to put royalty on you if he knows that you're going to get the glory. God is going to elevate you for a time like this. Do I have anybody to be the savior of her people? And that's exactly what happens. Finding one's purpose is important, but you got to remember that your purpose is where God has positioned you. It's up to you to stay connected to his will. Do I have anybody? You got to remember what Mordecai is encouraging Esther with. He says, girl, you got to hold on in spite of what it looks like. I can't get with the king. I can't get, hallelujah, along with the king. So here's what we're going to do. Verse 15. Then Esther told them to reply to Mordecai. 
Go assemble all the Jews who are found in Susa and look what she asked them to do and fast for me. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, will you fast for me? Because I am in this situation and I need some help right now. Who's going to help me get through this? Somebody here this morning, I want to tell you it ain't over until God says it's over. It ain't over until God says so. But I thank him this morning that she says, go assemble them. Fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days and three nights. Tell your neighbor, you need some prayer warriors around you. You need some people who can pray for you. But you need some people who are willing to sacrifice for you. Do I have anybody? You see, you got girlfriends who will go party with you. But how many of them are going to give up something for you? How many of them, hallelujah, is going to say, let me give up eating for three days because you got a problem. And you got to watch out for those fake Pharisee women. The ones who say they're praying for you, but they're really praying on you. Do I have a witness here? You know what I'm talking about. The ones that show up when you have a problem and then you confide in them and then they tell everybody else. They don't tell God. They tell everybody else about your problem. You say, I ain't got that problem. But the question is, how many other kingdom women do you have behind you that can help you? Come on, somebody. Rise up out out of this problem. Do you have a witness here? The Bible says, he says, I and my maidens also will fast in the same way. And thus I will go into the king, which is in accordance to the law. And watch this. Watch her resolve. And if I perish, I perish. In other words, last point. If I perish, I perish. Let me tell you, this woman here said, I'm all in. You got to get to that. You got to get to that. You got to get to that. If it, if I perish, I perish. Because I'm doing it for the glory of God. Do I have, do I have somebody? Do I have anybody that understand what I'm talking about? She says, if I perish, I perish. She says, I'm gonna, I want y'all to fast and pray. But if I perish, I perish. But watch this. A couple verses down. God answers the prayer. And she went before the king and got favor. How many girlfriends you got? How many men, boys you got? Fellas, whatever you want to call them, brothers, will fast for your problem. Come on. It's your time. It's your time. And I want to tell you something about it being your time. God 
has a greater purpose for what you're going through. You're not alone. You're not alone at all. Now, you may, you may say, well, circumstances and situations. You know what God did with some of you women? He knocked you out the kingdom. He did. He knocked you out. It ain't the church, it's you. Well, no, it's them. No, it's you. Do you not know that that problem was what God was going to use to change you? But you left prematurely. You ain't hearing me. You ain't hearing me. You ain't hearing me. Amen. You left prematurely because watch this. Watch this. The problem was supposed to take all that stuff out of you. And then push you forward. God don't want you mad at the kingdom. Who knows what he'll do with you next. But you've been knocked down to the point where you're saying, I'm just going to live. I'm just going to survive. I'm just going to go through the day-to-day humdrum, mum-bum. You know, that's it. That's, that's, that's how I'm just going to live. But I want to help somebody here today. I want to help a kingdom man, a kingdom woman today. Pay attention to your predecessors. Remember, God can replace you. Amen. We go to jobs that we've been at for a long time. We don't respect the people there. Or we feel somehow entitled. Amen. We, I, I deal with counseling. I deal with couples all the time. Married, married people who don't appreciate each other. All of a sudden it's, man, whatever, whatever. They talk to each other with disrespect. They, come on, man. Let's, that's why we got so many divorces. All right? Because, because, because what's, what, what we're trying to do, we're trying to live in a, watch this, a God, we're trying to live out a godly institute in a godly covenant with worldly ideas. If you ain't doing this with God, you ain't, shoot, they, it ain't going to work. I don't care how, how much you tell you to what you know about marriage. But look at Esther. I was intrigued by her life. I was so intrigued by her life. I said, man, this woman here, she, she is something. And if you're looking for a pattern of a woman, there it is. I love her resolve. We need some, she, you know, she's like that bomber, man. She's like, if I perish, I perish. But you know what, you know what's beautiful about this? For her to see it come to pass. How did she handle her problem, y'all? With spiritual weapons. I want to say to somebody here, you stop praying. Because you say God ain't answering your prayer fast enough. Or when you pray, the opposite happens. Yeah, you ever notice that? When you pray, the opposite happens? Anybody, anybody there? Anybody ever see that happen? Yeah, the opposite happens. Yeah, because you know why? God is surfacing the real problem. You're praying for the solution and not, Lord, ah. See, that's what it is. God is bringing the problem to light. 
And so if you're here today, amen.